let's get started with this week's Black Child. Uh... Oh my God! Do we start over? Can we start over? Sure. I did this last week. Didn't I do this last week? You did. <laughs> and we're gonna start a running gag if you keep it up. <laughs> Things work better in twos anyway. So said no one ever. Said everyone. Deuce club. Deuce club. Deuce squad. Deuce squad. What's up? This is Ruby Rose. What's good? I'm Roddy Rich. Hi, I'm Young Thug. I'm Trippy Red. What it do is the big bag, big speaker money bag, yo. What's up? I'm Doja Cat. Hey, what's happening? It's your boy Chop Boy Freddy, baby. From the Upperman African American Cultural Center, it's Chop It Up. The dopest black cultural center podcast in the game this fall, only at the up. Welcome to Chop It Up, y'all. Hi, I'm Sean. I'm Manny. I'm Dion, and we run a black cultural center. Yay! Welcome, 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 welcome. We are so glad to be in our second episode of Chop It Up. And today we are doing a discussion with the Greeks, which we have called September. Uh, black with the Greeks, not back with the Greeks, black with the Greeks. We're talking about the original For Us, By Us organizations today. We're excited to have the conversations with Black Greek Life. School spirit, Alpha Step, Omega Step, Kappa Step, Sigma Step, Gangsters Walk. Pimps gon' talk, ooh, heck you know, that boy is raw. AKA Step, Delta Step, SGO Step, Zeta Step, Gangsters Walk. Pimps gon' talk, ooh, heck you know, that boy is raw. Yes, and so let me introduce my guests. Who you with? Who are we with today? Who's the president of MPHC? Tell us who you are. Hello, hello. It is I, the president of MPHC. I am Dwayne Jaquan Almond Leach, also the proud vice president of the Omicron Theta chapter of Alpha, Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Who you with? Who you with? Who you with? Get caught. Who you with? Who you with? Who you with? Who you with? Dwayne, who did you bring with you today? Can you introduce your squad? Absolutely. So I have a lovely, a lovely entourage with me. I have none other than, let me start off with one of my favorite people. Let me start off with Miss Ashley Renee Fleming, my lovely parliamentarian of the none other illustrious sorority known as Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated of the Theta Iota Chapter. Cash money records taking over for the nine nine in the two thousand. Girl, you work it with some back end. Just back end, make it wood spin his cash in. His last year, girl, proud with the passion. They mad dead, you could ride in the jagged. With that dead, you could smoke a fire bag in. A grass head got the money I got with me. My other people. I got Kelton Mills and Kari Talley, the five men of the none other Rho Epsilon chapter of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. On the front, back, side, side, girl, I can't do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. 
black, we proud, and we ready to let you guys know we got the thing. So now that your dean of pledges has introduced you, <laughs> uh, Ashley Carr Kelton, just say hello and tell us a little bit about yourselves. Hi, friends. My name is Ashley Fleming. I am a psychology major, double minor in English and leadership studies. It's my third year at UNCW. Like Dwayne Jaquan Altman-Leach said, I am parliamentarian for the MPHC. I am president of the Theta Iota chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, and I am also an excellence project mentor through the Upperman African American Cultural Center. I'm the oldest Greek on the yard. Being hey! here the I'm a senior, Kelton Mills, majoring in environmental science, minoring in business. I sit on the Dean's Advisory Council, and I am the president of Phi Beta Sim Fraternity Incorporated, the Rural Epsilon Chapter. And also, I'm from the foe, from Charlotte. Holla at me. Let's go. Charlotte, it's Charlotte. But there's one better place to be from in the great state of North Carolina. It's known as the Bull City. Stand up, Kari. How you doing? How you doing? My name's Kari Talley. I'm a junior from Bull City, Durham, North Carolina, the best city in North Carolina, that's for sure. Uh, I'm the vice president of the Royal Epsilon chapter of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, I'm the secretary for MPHC, secretary for NAACP, uh, and among other things, I'm a psychology and IT double major. And I'm excited to be here. Uh, Dwayne's whole intro had me feeling like I was ready to box, like I'm getting in the ring. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Thank you, sir, so much. You know, Dwayne, Dwayne tries to be a hype man so much, and we love that about him. And we're actually, before we get any further, we always start our show with a segment called What's Good? And we wanted you to know what's good. What's good? What's good, everybody? What's good? What is good? What's good? What's good? What's good, everybody? What's good? I said, what's good? What's good? What's good, what's good? What's good everybody? What's good? Hey, what's good? What's good, Dwayne? Tell us something about this good in your life. So, I have been cramming pretty much all week for this accounting exam. It's, a, it's been about maybe, let's say, like 120, 130 lecture notes, and I had maybe like two or three days to get it all done. And I was almost at the point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to just give it my best effort and just see where it goes. So I just had a little come to Jesus moment with my exam, and thankfully, I got an A. And so right now, I'm just sitting pretty. Ooh, what's good for me has been uh, last night's um, Ratchet Intellectual um, lecture that we had from with Steve Nunez and Dominique Lester. They talked about trap theology and the links and the the way we can view trap through a theological framework. It was one, a very interesting topic that I hadn't never considered, uh, but also a lot of folks from around, not just the Wilmington area, but also around the country, New Mexico, uh, New England area, they, they jumped in and people seemed really engaged, really frames trap you know in the in the lineage of blues music and um, I don't know you, you really put it in a different perspective that I had to consider so that was, that's what's really what's good for me this week 
something good for me and possibly just because it happened today, but the Black Table Talk that is happening every Thursday um, at 12, I feel like that's just been really good. It's been started going. Um, some days are harder than others, so I think that having that as, you know, a resource has just been good. It brought me back up, and also I've just been able to have, you know, good times this week talking to individuals, even if it can't be in person because we are social distancing, of course. It has been over Zoom, which isn't always amazing, but it is quality conversation nonetheless. So that's what's good with me this week. I think the number one thing is probably on-time catering. On-time catering was <laughs> last weekend. Sean hit me up and let me know they was close to my house. Uh, so I definitely had to go uh, pull up on the food truck and get some Henny wings. Uh, that was my first time having on-time catering. So it, it was fire. I appreciate you, Sean, for letting me know. I think Boko gave you on time catering without me, did you? Is that is that what I hear? Uh, you you said you weren't going. I called you. I texted you. You could have okay. said, Come meet me at my house. I'll bring you a plate. You didn't. You didn't say, all right, fine. Minnie's mad. But, Dia, you ain't calling me and tell me that you went. I didn't even know. So I was just like, so I when I got there, I ordered my stuff. I, the wings were so good. What I didn't know was that the that the um the mother of the owners of on time go to my church. And so they immediately recognized me when I got there. So what I just like to say, anytime you do anything, uh, it's always connected to Chestnut. Just shout out to my church family. Uh, I'm just excited about them. But those wings, the, I had wings and the shrimp burger, and I had a piece of my wife's fish. All of it was delicious. Dion, did you just get the wings? What did you get? What else did you get? Nah, I just got the wings. The wings were fire. Card, what's good? What's well, good with me? Uh, I just started the promo rollout for the second volume for my magazine, so I'm excited for that. Very. What's the name of the magazine, Kari? Well, tell us about it. <laughs> uh, it's called Barry Magazine. It's a magazine specifically geared towards Black youth and, and uh, marginalized groups and talking about pretty much our culture and giving people a platform that they don't necessarily usually have. And this issue is kind of dear to my heart just because so many of my friends are included in this one. So I'm really excited to get people involved and, and read it. Um, all proceeds we make go to uh, Color of Change, the Loveland Foundation, and uh, Bail Project. So it's all for, all for good. I don't make no money from this. So this is all time. <laughs> all right, when you do need to make some money from this, and that's okay to say you're gonna make some money from this. And if you, if you decide to switch up the thing, but Kari, like, so proud of your project, so glad. Um, I cannot wait till you do the Grown Folks edition, the OG edition, and I get to be a part of the OG edition. I want to be a part of OG, that one. Kelton, sure. last but not least, but what's good, Kelton? What's good with me? So yesterday, all the students, you know about McGraw Connect, because, you know, we online, you know, you got paid about $100 for it. But there is a code that you can input. And <laughs> just never give it to you. Uh -huh. on, and I searched for about an hour. You searched and the all the The last one I came across, I got and it for free. I ain't got to pay no hundred dollars. I got McCraw Connect for free. Got it for the uh -huh. low. No hundred dollars. Yeah. Amen. Kelton Shysting, the system that is oppressive and exploitative. We love to see it. Is it? Yes, I ain't paying no hundred dollars. <laughs> so what's, what's good with me, just y'all, I'm excited to have y'all on to talk about Greek life. Y'all know this is like my favorite topic. Um, I am uh, working, as y'all know, I'm still, I'm doing some alpha stuff as we speak anyway. 
So like the next three calls after we get off of this mug is all about Alpha. So uh, I just kind of want to start out just saying that like, we're going to go a little bit of everywhere and I'm just going to ask everybody to start out just talking a little bit um, about their experiences, but I want to do a number check. So uh, for everybody out in the world, like being on, when you are a member of black Greek letter organizations, even though some organizations have gotten away from like a number of one, two, three, four, five and a height order situation, most of us have a position on our line, which gives us a number. And tonight, I think I have, um, uh, we, have seven, we have seven individuals on, only uh, six of us are Greek. So oh, six of us are Greek, seven on, seven on, oh, six of us are Greek. And then there seems to be a very popular number, um, but I'm gonna let people tell you what their numbers are. Uh, so just, Dwayne, what's your number? Oh, sure. I am a number just one. Say the number. Just say the number. Don't, don't go all, don't, we don't need no speech. One. One. Thank you. Dion, what's your number? I'm a quad. That means four for those of people who do not know. Well, four is what you get called online or other things. You might be called folk to folk. You might, you know, who knows, you know, whatever happens. Uh, and then quad is what you get blessed with once you cross, right? Am I right, Dion? That is correct. Now, Dion, are you a tail? I'm not a tail. What? If y'all saw Dion, Dion is a tall brother. Um, so you would know that, you know, alpha lines don't be long like some, like, you know, we not AKAs, we don't be on the long, we don't have the 55 member lines. We, we sometimes get like a good five. But now, let's talk about this. Let's get into this number. <laughs> let's, let's just, I just want all the people with the same number to take your phone off mute or take your device off mute, and then we just gonna give them the numbers. Um, so, Kurt, what's your number? Deuce, two. Kelton, what's your number? Deuce. Ashley, what's your number? Two, Deuce Club. You know the vibes. It was too much, it was too much power on the call. It was too That's much Deuce, it was too power. much. It was too much over, overdoing Deuce, right? And, right. and of course, truly is a Deuce. You no, actually cannot have a line without uh, without two people because a line has at least two points. So just want to point that out, Dwayne Altman Leach. Uh, there, there is no there is no line without two people. So I just want you to know you're surrounded by deuces and Dion. We you got lots of deuces because you are divisible by two. You know that. So you you night we like you too. We like you too. We appreciate you. Yes, man. Scholarship. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about what does it mean to be Greek like Greek on your campus or black Greek on your campus? Just just go wherever you like to go. Whew, it's a it's a struggle. We're gonna start with it's a struggle. It's a struggle. It's a struggle because you know, I'm the oldest. I've been here for three and a half years. So, you know, I've been there when there's seven people all the way up to 30 something, back down to like high teens, low twenties, so like it's a struggle. It's a struggle to get up there, especially on a PWI at UNCW. Because, I don't know, these some people just don't want to join MPAC. And I don't know why. It's great. But, you know, it is what it is. Ashley, what's it like to be a black girl magic walking around being Greek on this campus? I think that, like Kelton mentioned, there is a lot of things that work, a lot of, a lot of systems at work, things at play. Um, but I think that part of being in, you know, a part of a council who doesn't have 
as many individuals as say Panhel or IFC is that we do have a really tight knit group of people. It's a small amount of people. So although we are small, we are powerful. And there is that network of people, the network of um, being in connections. And so then you're able to benefit those around you. A lot of it has to do with service. We want to serve the community. So, I mean, we do have that opportunity, but there are always things at play. And then me, as a Black woman on this campus, that's its own set of obstacles that I have to overcome. I think for me, the one positive I can say about being, one of the many positives, actually, because Black Theory Life does have positivity in our school. The main positive I see from being a Black Greek at this university is that you have to you learn such a wide variety of tool sets because you don't have 30 people in your chapters. Let's say you got two, you got three, you got five. But no matter what, even if you have three, even if you have 30, your organizations still have those minimum standards that you have to meet. And so sometimes you might have to learn how to be the video shot, bruh, and the flag, bruh, and the speaking, bruh, and the community service, bruh. So you just like learn all these different aspects about how to just be a more universally well-rounded person that I don't think other schools can offer you in such a difficult setting. Kari, do you feel like you've had to juggle being the the workshop bruh, the literary bruh, the speaking bruh, the, the everything bruh? Tell me about what, how many bruhs, what would you say is in your bruh skill set? Most definitely. I think there's a couple of infinite bruhs. I ain't unlocked all the bruhs yet. I still got some bruhs I can... <laughs> take in but it's definitely I've been switching the bruh hats a couple times um but I think that just comes with the I don't want to say job description but it is work so it it comes with the with the title you know and the in the membership Dion a question for you since you were not you're not you and I are both not made on this campus was your PWI experience similar to what you see happening in Greek life at UNCW or different or and did you feel like you unlocked all the bros that you could be on campus? <laughs> uh, no, my my experience was a little bit different because I was a, a graduating senior when I crossed, um, and I also crossed at a university that was citywide. So we were on four different campuses uh, with our membership. Being here at UNCW now, because of COVID, I haven't really been able to see. I feel like everything that uh, Black Greek life has to offer. Uh, but what I've seen so far, uh, I mean, it's definitely different uh, coming from that uh, commuter campus to something that's a little bit more residential than what I'm used to. Um, and also being a campus that only has one uh, campus charter uh, rather than having four. So, I mean, it, it's, it's different. It's different. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's funny because down south schools don't tend to do like multiple campus charters because they know that's a recipe for hazing disaster. Um, y'all get trusted in the Midwest a little differently. So, um, and, we can just, and we can get into that a little bit. I, I'm so, I'm interested in the bras and the sorrows that y'all have unlocked. So like, what's the, what's the like thing that, the, what's the bra that you are most likely to be in the chapter? Are you the organizational bra or Sara? Which is like, who are you? Who are, what's your, what's your most, what's your go-to bra? Me, uh, probably organization and like delegation for sure. And I was gonna say, I know who, du I, yeah, I know who Dwayne is. I know who the bread Dwayne is. Dwayne is the king. <laughs> Dwayne is the king, bro. He want to have it all. He want to have all the power. He don't care how much power he get. 
he want to get to level 500, 5,000. That's who Dwayne is. Dwayne, is that true? Um, yeah, I'm eventually working my way up to where I can be the ultimate king, bro. You know, I'm taking it one step at a time, trying to be the NPAC president. And then I'm just trying to work my way into where I'm going to just get, I'm going to get the, I'm eventually trying to work up so I get the Sean pass. So no matter what ignorant thing I do, I'm going to just get that approval. And so I'm trying, What's I'm trying to take a lot of work. Is the Sean pass named in honor of Sean Palmer? Is like me? Yes. Yeah. When, you, when you get to throw up like any sign or any phrase or any a boop boop, that's what uh-huh. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be like that. I'm trying to get Look, the shot. Well, you want to come work in a college, and then you want to work for pennies, and then you want to help build every Greek organization cry when they fall apart. You want to help build balls for every organization, cookouts. You want to design T-shirts. You want to take the AKs, Alphas, Deltas, Qs, Kappas, and Sigmas to step practice. Like, you, if you're ready for that, I, you know, I, I, I'd gladly give you the shine pass. But I also know who not to do the Sean pass with. So, like, I wouldn't do it with your profiles. I only do it with my students who I can play with who understand my, my shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> but, Dwayne, you put your 20 – when you get 25 years in – no, I'm only on 21. I'll be 21 this year. So, when you get 21 years in, I think you'll get some passes. Um, but let's talk to the Sarah. Let's go to the sister Greeks. Ashley, what kind of – what's the what, – what are the roles that you have to unlock in Delta? It, there are many different roles and responsibilities. Um, normally, I am the strategic planning and exec- executing Sorrow, Sara, if you will. Okay. Um, so that's, that's usually my main thing. But then, you know, sometimes you just got to work it out if something going wrong. So then I'm the adaptability Soror. I'm like, okay, let's figure it out. Let's work it out. You got to switch up the plans, change the resources. I said, okay, well, plan A didn't work. Plan B didn't work. Plan C didn't work. We going plan D for Delta, and we gonna figure it out. So you, so you the you the everything. You, I you, you the planner. You the executor. You the 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 strategic. You 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 are it. Well, you but know you that's how Deltas do. Deltas be they are everything. It's all of it. It's one black woman who does it all. <laughs> exactly. So you gotta be able to fulfill a lot of roles for this work. So okay, so like okay, so we know the strengths. So what? what is the one bruh that is in your bag that you have had to go into that you not it's not your favorite role but you but sometimes you get pushed into that role what's that what is that particular role in greek life like the one that you don't like but you know it's there if you got to do it i think for me it's the it's the what's what's the one i'm looking the compromise bruh um, <laughs> Compromise. <laughs> compromise, bro. No, compromise? Yes. So I do, I do compromise at times. And so, like, for me, whenever I have, like, a vision, I always, like, try to strategize so, like, I get other people involved in my vision. And I usually don't like to alternate from that path. So when it really comes to these two that I, like, have to alternate, then I'll be the compromising bro. But that's like, ugh. It's so like, you're okay. not, so you're good at vision, but not compromise. That's hilarious. I actually think your board would agree with you, but maybe I, maybe I should let them speak. Y'all I'm think hearing, I'm hearing dictatorship. I'm hearing communication, teamwork, kleptocracy. I'm hearing 
Trumpisms. I I don't know what I what you what are you hearing? It's democratic. We, it's democratic. We all vote on it. We, we cannot be democratic in the in the land of D Dwayne Altman Leach. <laughs> I've never seen it. The way they say, okay, so we're gonna make the motion. We're gonna pass the motion. It has been properly passed. No, it hasn't. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. Move forward when we still stuck behind. He be like, oh, y'all not catching up? Okay, that's fine. I'm gonna go by myself. The only time, and I unfortunately have to be America and have to go in and shut Dwayne's government down sometimes, occasionally, because Dwayne be going too far. But I love it. I love that he has a vision. Kari, what is the role you are least likely to play, but but you know you sometimes have to play it? A role that I'm least likely to play? Uh. That you don't want to be, but they'll sometimes they'll throw you out there anyway. I don't know what the... And also, I don't want to get in trouble because my president is on this call. So, <laughs> I say something wrong. Don't say nothing no. out of party. That's, what I'm, That's what I'm saying. Just say <laughs> I am the so, impatient, Brett. Now, <laughs> I I do see sometimes I have to play cleanup. So if something falls through or something is not necessarily like a plan falls through, then it's like, okay, well, how do I, how do we mediate this? How do we like come together through that? And I don't necessarily like doing that because I, I'm the type of person I like when the plan is made, execute it, have it go the way that it's supposed to go. But obviously that doesn't happen all the time. And I'm so, so interested in that because like, I'm wondering, so when you were going through intake, did it go the way it was supposed to go? Was it as literal as, as the papers? Are, are, I don't because that was I don't know that process like I don't right. know I just remember sometimes my time felt wasted and then I you know I had to go like and be like okay let me shut my mouth because I could get kicked off and I already gave crazy people some money and um and then I would be like there'd be some times where I'd be like okay so how is this gonna make sense when I cross right. oh because I'm getting one of these t-shirts I don't care what the hell <laughs> today <laughs> so like uh i'm interested uh, we can come back to it but like right. i want to talk to i'm gonna ask kelsey and dion like what are the roles that you sometimes end up playing that you don't like to play but you know you got it they're they're part of your wheelhouse now that you're greek uh for me i guess it's kind of like i don't know like i like to do stuff like i have a vision for everything and everything i do is fly but like sometimes i gotta be like okay i can't do everything like me so i gotta like <laughs> else does because like everything i do for me at least is fly like everything i do i have a fly vision but then like sometimes like i can't do everything you know i gotta leave it to somebody else so you so all three Dwayne carr and kelton do not want to compromise and they want the vision to go in one direction dr are you similar um are you the compromise bros or not <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm okay with compromise uh I, I think i think the one that i get pushed into sometimes, or at least I used to, uh, it, when my undergrad chapter was, uh, the social bruh, uh, I, I'm, I'm nice, but I'm definitely a little anti-social, <laughs> but I'm nice though. So, <laughs> but sometimes I get pushed into like the party, you know what I'm saying, scene or whatever, or having to talk to people. Uh, I, 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 I do social management. I'm not really like the social person, but like I can manage like our social relationships, uh, whether it be making sure people 
if they had a good time after the party, but I'm not in the party. Like I'm like the assessment, you know what I'm saying, y'all good type person. Like, <laughs> you're, you're the student affairs manager. So you're the people who have to pick people and put them in their cars and you know, make sure that nobody's drunk, nobody has knuckets and buckets too long. That'll be me. <laughs> Ooh, that, I hate that role. Ugh, the responsible bro. So you're the responsible bro. I'm the responsible bro. Do you like being the responsible bro? I do. <laughs> you know what? That's so wonderful. I hate that role. That's the and I, I have been in places where we're supposed to be, you know, having a good time, and people want to ask me about Jesus and God. I'm like, I am trying to concentrate on knuck if you buck. I am trying to see if little booties matter, and you are over here asking me questions about Jesus. I don't want to talk about Jesus. Meet me at church to talk about Jesus. So, but again, again, are, okay, are any of the Greeks on the call the party Greeks? <laughs> Anybody the party? And do you are, are do you have a designated party, a turn-up partner in the chapter? Yeah, it used to be, but he gone. He gone. Love you, EJ. EJ. <laughs> yeah, boy, if you're watching this, party, love you, bro. Party and party and party. But but I think so. Do you feel the need to have a party? Okay, Dwayne, is there anybody in the chapter you would say is the party, bro? Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with my Neo Malik. He loves to party, and he's actually like made it so we had to think about more than more than service. You have to think about the other side, which is like we're college students. People want to see like the fun, the partying, the socialhood, the brotherhood. So we've having to do like a lot more like social interactions, like parties and things like that, in order to get them what he wants. Are are any are are there any parties, Saras in Delta? I mean, we have <laughs> sororums who attend parties. But you you don't have you don't got nobody. You got to snatch up and be like, you better show up to that service project tomorrow. I mean, sometimes you just you checking in. That's I'm my sister's keeper. That's me being sisterly. I'm checking in. But I'm very, I'm very much similar to Dion, where I'm like, I'm checking on people. I'm like, you good? You good? What are you doing? You're not supposed to be doing that. You got a test tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's so crazy because, like, all of y'all, I mean, we know scholarship and academics are a part of, you can't be Greek without it. Um, and, you, I mean, and we'll talk a little bit about that, but, like, this is not really, like, the NPHC 101. This is just really kind of our conversation. And if we get to answer some of your questions, Manny's going to lead us into some of those questions later. But, um, but, like, I wonder, do you feel like you have the responsibility of making a Black social life on the college campus, on our campus, as Greeks? I don't think we, we should have to, but I think, like, people look to us to like make it black, the campus, I feel. So do you feel like the black community is there? Like it's saying, y'all need to throw us a party? Or do you feel like it's like, we probably ain't nothing going on and the white boys got the parties and we need to maybe have a move on Friday? So I I've, I feel like there is a kind of, a, of a, kind of in a way a expectation for MPAC to throw parties, particularly in a PWI setting, because like you said, like IFC is going to be throwing parties, Panhell is going to be throwing parties, and so if MPAC isn't throwing parties, there's not necessarily a safe space for these black students to enjoy their college life. Mm -hmm. So I think it is like 
an expectation, like a, you can actually like view it as like a service to the community by having like such enjoyable black experiences for black students. Funny enough that you say that, Dwayne, Manny actually, and I'm gonna bring Manny into the conversation, even though he's, you know, he's being quiet because he's being respectful of the Greek territory that we are operating in. But Manny has a perspective that like students do deserve, black students need curated social spaces and we're not sure who, who needs to do that work. Manny, so talk a little bit about like what you think about this a little bit. Yeah, so um, my role at Upperman is cultural enrichment programs coordinator. And part of that is engineering a social life for black students. I can't throw in my capacity like a, like a good party, like a, like a party party. Like uh, when you come into the party part, like I can't do that. So I definitely see like that social aspect is being needed for black students. Uh, and because of kind of black Greek NPC's name and like kind of resources, I think like they have the ability to, and they have the ability to kind of be the conveners of social uh, life. Um, I know even when I was a student, undergrad student, <clears throat> like that, those are the people who do the parties, NPHC through the parties. Um, and a little bit, a little before I got that back, like that was that was the big thing. Like the uh, Kappa's had a white party, Sigma's had a party, the Alpha's at one point had a had a cruise. So they, that's kind of what they were known for. And like, not just a social life good because oh it feels good, but literally social integration. The theory by uh, Tinto, it's the idea that you need to have an active social life in order to keep you engaged in school. Like it's not just academics. You actually need to have a reason of wanting to be on campus, and so. That's something that I, as a non-Greek, I've appreciated from Greek life is uh, whether it be a kickback, whether it be a cookout, a party, like that social convening. Um, and I think you put a good word on it, Dwayne. It is like, a, it is a service. Cause I think at times y'all don't really, y'all want to study y'all or go to sleep. Y'all don't want to throw a party, but you kind of see, okay, this is what's needed for, for a thriving community. Um, so I definitely think the social aspect and social engineering um, is a, is a, it's not a party isn't just a party like a party is needed um so a student will be like okay well I, i'll go to class and also there's something else for me here so i don't just go to class and then go home i go to class and then oh snap sigma just i had a dope uh uno game night oh snap the alphas had their uh had a cat a kickback all oh, the deltas are doing something so i do i do think that like students when they students don't often realize it until they don't have it or until it's brought into their life. It's like, oh, I, I actually needed this. So I definitely think that social integration, um, party social is very, is very important. First of all, you dropped Tentos. Thank you so much. You're a <laughs> higher education background. You don't play with my staff, okay? Um, but seriously, like, do you all feel like you have a strong social life at UNCW? Like in terms of like, culture like you gotta you get the full breadth of the experience i know we got greek life you can do the naacp you can go to classes with sean palmer we do a little intellectual here and there but like do you get the full do you feel like you got to get the did you get the full expanse or do you or and what are the ways in which you would want the university to be better go to hbcu you'll get the full experience there i'm telling you really <laughs> so so like do you so I think there, but there's some PWIs that really go hard. Like they have. There is, but like HBCU is just so different. The culture is so different because everybody looks like you, and everybody like talks like you, and like you're not looked as an outsider. Fun fact about Kelton: Kelton went to an HBCU your first two years. First year. First year. Where'd you go? Tell them about where you went. 
I went to Alcorn State down in deep Mississippi. In the city. Um, yeah, I went there on this golf scholarship. Played there for one year and then transferred to UNCW after. Others of you, do you feel like you're getting the full social life at UNCW? I'm kind of thinking about these in like two different um, mindsets. So it's like uh, one part of this is just black student life in general and how we can enrich the black student experience here at UNCW. So I think that that goes into the efforts of diversity inclusion, the efforts of the cultural center. So that's like on a, a large scale, but then mm-hmm. thinking more like smaller scale, like just at MPHC as a council. I mean, going back to what you mentioned earlier about roles that you maybe aren't used to, but that you sometimes get put in, um, for me is definitely like the the stepping and strolling soror, because that is not something that I'm gonna be honest, it is not something that comes natural to me. Everybody, like, I will tell you straight up, it does not come natural to me. So if you see me doing it, that means I had to work for it. Um, So I mean, that's something that but then I have, you know, some of my LSs, they it comes natural to them. Naya, like natural, you give her a step, she'll do it. She got it down. Like, I don't know if God just thought I'd be too powerful if he gave me rhythm too, but <laughs> but I mean, I think about it in that aspect of going, what is, what is there besides the sisterhood, besides the service, besides the, the founded on Christian principles? Yes, those are all important things, but it's also going into that, what else can we do as a group to serve the community socially? So then it's like, but then it's also thinking about what is the liability of having, you know, parties and things like that because like we're mphc we can't we, we go by different rules than ifc and panhell because we can't even drink in our letters so it's like you 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 run into different liabilities different issues different obstacles but i, I certainly think that there are plenty of there's a space for it and there's a need for it if it can be navigated properly yeah i think it's i, I mean i think you're right about the the like we we have to figure out these ways in which uh, some of the things that MPHC offers, like a greater service in lots of different ways. And I think that, I mean, it's a rich conversation to have. Um, you actually talked about like a topic I really want to talk about, like, which is stepping. For y'all, how hard was it to learn how to step, which we know that like everybody sees MPHC as like, this is the thing that they do, right? Like, how hard was it to learn each of you to how to step? Like, and as she's already said, like she was on, um, she was pushed to step, but she was not the, she didn't want to, that wasn't her, that wasn't her manifest destiny. not at all I mean now I see like I feel like I have more fun with it now because I've done it I've you know they kind of made me get out of my comfort zone so I'm like okay like if I could do that then I can do this like I'm like okay I did a whole step show like I can do this stroll and it'll be okay like I can figure it out because that's what deltas do we figure it out regardless yes I've always been the hype bruh like when it's time to like step or stroll I'll be like yes let's go keep get up and Keith's gonna be like Dwayne, why? Dwayne, why? Dwayne, no. Dwayne, I've been shaking my head. No, six times. All right, I guess we're going into it. Like, I love stepping and strolling, but for me, 
like the actual like motion and like as we said getting like the rhythm and all that to like actually come together that's a whole separate aspect so for me i've always been like the rhythm is a little bit down here but the hype is always like up there so it's kind of like balancing out in the middle Tari, Kelton, are y'all the step? I know y'all y'all won the step show in the spring, and there's a check coming to you. But like, do you oh, enjoy wow. stepping, or were you like, or was it like this? Ain't this like I hate going to practice. I hated all of that, but I'll do it. So with step shows and yard shows, and Kel Kel probably has a different experience for this. But for me, it's always been a little bit more difficult. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, just stiff. In some places, I don't know, got old man tendencies, I guess. I don't know. But whatever it is. So it's always daunting for, like, whenever we have a yard show or step show coming up because I already know. I'm like, dang, I'm really going to have to take this home and really learn it. And my brothers, just the way Cal, EJ, Key, all of them just set up. They be over there just getting it in easy. And so, um, but I think I've grown to love that aspect of it and really enjoy performing um, on that sense, uh, especially because, like I said, that step show was incredibly hard. They had me out there stepping in a turtleneck and, <laughs> and dress I shoes. They consult me about these outfits before they kid tried to kill y'all on stage. <laughs> and I wish I had gotten, a, I wish somebody had called and said, Palmer, what kind of beautiful blue outfit could we wear without killing ourselves and dying <laughs> on stage. I'm so, saying. <laughs> Kelton, did you always love stepping? Found out what it was. I didn't because like I didn't grow up with anybody in Greek life, so I didn't know what stepping was. So once I like once we did our first little step thing, I learned to love it. I think the four of us, me, Donnie Key, and EJ, we were all good at like learning and stepping, but we were lucky to have EJ because EJ just he could literally we would be at step practice, he would do something. And then, like, we would put in the show because, like, he just, I don't know, he just built different. But I feel like I've learned to love it and I can learn it faster because I've done it so much. In the beginning, I was like, eh. But now, like, I can look at a step. Like, you can ask Kari, like, for one of the steps, I looked at the video, like, two times and then I had it down. So it's just, I feel like stepping, you just have to do it enough times and then it just becomes, like, second nature. Oh, dope. Yeah. Dion, are you a stepper? I am not. I am not a stepper. I am not a stroller. I'm not a dancer. I'm, <laughs> you, I'm not do that. you are the make the set and go get the wardrobe, bros. Yes, we, we could do that. We could do that. <laughs> so uh, so I will say some t something that people may not know is stepping is different than strolling. And I, I, I was a stepmaster in, in grad school. And I taught, and, and I was a step coach after that, like while I was in grad school as well. So I enjoyed stepping um, and I can still do some of it. I can't go, I can't do what all y'all be doing now. It's too many moves, y'all got too much. But strolling was my uh, Achilles heel. Like I could not stroll as well as I stepped. I think it was the rhythm that made stepping easy. But when we got to stroll, like, I just looked awkward trying to, hit the ground and twerk on the ground. I just hated all of that. I hated it. I'll never forget in the show, we did this, we did Bombs Over Baghdad when it first dropped. And I am trying, and they were like, okay, now we're going to get down on the ground. I was like, if I get down on the ground, I'm not going to get back up. I don't know how this is going to work. So, and it was funny because I can remember the crowd going wild at Emory University 
when we were when we were staffing like and i just was like they really of all the things that we have done tonight they really are most fascinated with us uh, scrubbing the ground like <laughs> so any person prefer stroll over step or step over stroll or like who like what what's your favorite i'm gonna have to go with stroll over step because it's a lot more applicable in a cause center you can't just go out you can't just go out on the street and just start stepping you're gonna be like whoa what's going on but you can go out and you can start strolling because you you look coordinated you look clean people bring out their cameras you get your little bit of clout for the day you just keep it pushing like there's something about the atmosphere that strolling has in a cause setting particularly when you have like the parties and you're listening to like all these hip hop songs and your one song that you've been practicing for like two weeks comes on and this is your moment. Nothing can top that, honestly. Nice. I, um, anybody have another favorite memory of stepping or strolling? Car, you got a favorite memory or, or blooper in your in your step? Favorite um, memory or a blooper? Uh, I I think Kel can. Uh, also tell you this too i really do love strolling i do with a passion and I, I don't know why um it's just something about it when you talk about like creating a social uh scene it, it that definitely helps you could be out just in the cookout or whatever and you know bust out a stroll and now everybody's hype and i i distinctly remember we were at this one function and i all my brothers were everywhere around except for right next to me and our song came on and i just ran around gathering just yo let's get in let's get information right now let's go let's go let's go and they was all looking at me like yo like calm down <laughs> and so but i think it was just because i had just crossed i was so excited to finally like you know show it right out there so that i i will remember that for sure that, that's a funny blooper moment i think because now definitely you asked me oh, i i gotta think about it first Kelton, you laughed. I saw you laughing. So I'm like, what's the memory in your head that made you laugh like that? I would say when we first crossed and we went to, oh, what was it? It's called Second, I don't know the club downtown, but it's closed now. Second um, base? Yeah, second base. We had the we had the party after we crossed. And then we just, everybody did uh, do it, the signal walk to do it. I was just, and I kind of like almost fell, but I didn't fall because I was a little too excited. Almost. <laughs> jumping up in the air and doing the sigma walk but i guess i'll be a blooper it was just a fun moment because i was so excited to actually finally do it like in a public place not at practice not in a show i could actually do it anywhere and everywhere i wanted to i'm interested in a question from kind of you know from millennium new greeks do you think that your intake process prepared you to be a current member of like this world or do you think you've learned more from being a member than than just the intake which has been more valuable in terms of your in terms of your understanding now almost i think everybody's about a year out what's been the most valuable in terms of be, now being greek i think i want to say it kind of i want to relate it to college in real life like college you learn like math statistics all that everything in the book but in real life you know how to take care of yourself how to buy a house, how to pay bills, stuff like that. So like people say like college doesn't teach you more than the real world will. And I kind of want to bring that back to what you said, like, you know, crossing, learning all the information, 
that was cool. We had to, but I feel like after you cross, we learned so much more, like how to communicate with people, how to like, you know, do programs, put in PIAs, just stuff like that. So I feel like both are beneficial, but after I cross, I learned more of like actually how to be a member and how to go about that. Honestly, I was going to agree with pretty much what Kelton said. The way I seen it, when you go through the intake process, everything that you learn is going to be internal and intrinsic. So you learn the values of your fraternity, you learn the expectations, you learn what you're going, what you're supposed to be upholding, and then everything outside of that is going to be the external stuff after you cross when people are looking at you and you're in the limelight. So it's like, are you going to do the advance? Are you going to show that you actually care about what you learn during your process? Are you going to be what your chapter needs at that moment in time? And that is something you cannot learn until you have to be in those external moments. You have to do these events. You have to actually like learn it and you cannot learn that from the process, you just have to learn and grow as you're doing it. I'm inclined to agree with what everybody else is saying in terms of, um, I think in terms of what has been valuable to me, I think both, you know, before and after being, you know, initiated is valuable because it took intake for you to learn all the information, for you to create a really strong foundation for the work that you're gonna do after the fact. And my advisors, Lord bless, bless my advisors because bless I- Bless the advisors have amazing advisors we are lucky to have them i thank god for them every day because i feel like through their guidance they've helped us so much and i think that you know they were quick to tell us they were like okay you cross now the real work starts and so it's like it's like okay you did it great but now we got to do this 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 and this um and i think that it's understanding that before you cross like mphc and being black greek is it something that you can just, you cannot slide <laughs> and you won't slide. No, you can't. Um, so that's, you always got to know that regardless. I'm wondering for all, for each of you, um, when you think about the person, the kind of member needed for the next level of your chapter's journey, what, like, what is that person look like? What do, what do they bring to the table? Because uh, each of your chapters are in different places. Some of you are like, we, we buy, you know, we, we on the verge of greatness. And we got, we know we got a lot of people who are interested. Because, you know, everybody asks this question. So now what does it take to be a And everybody goes like, oh, I got a GPA. I got the community service. I got this. But what are some of the intangible things that you're looking for when you think about the members in MPHC? So, Dwayne, you might talk about from MPHC perspective. But like for, for those of you who are in specific organizations, like what are those things that you're looking for in a new member? I want to privilege, and I'm going to privilege Kelton as the, since he's the pro fight in the room. Kelton, what is the thing that you like, if you'd be like, that's the young man I want right there, this young man right here. I feel like for me and for my organization specifically, somebody who always is willing to give back to who has ever provided to them and who hasn't, like somebody who's always willing to help somebody out that's less fortunate than him. Cause I feel like that's something I try to imp implement in my life a lot is to always give back, help out somebody in need. Even if I don't have everything to help them out, help them out some way, whether it's giving them maybe a dollar, maybe two, maybe somebody who's on the side of the road that just wants to eat, go take them get a meal. So for me, somebody I would want to see in Sigma is just somebody who always gives back, somebody who's always willing to help a per people or person who is in need. 
I think that, you know, in general, we go based off of, you know, do you meet the requirements for UNCW? Do you meet the requirements for Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, you know, as a national organization? But then I think whenever you get down to each individual, we want women who are passionate, women who have that, you know, like Kelton was saying, that just service in their heart and, and not service for for you to get something out of it service that is free of personal gain um because that's the only service that counts in our in our eyes and then also um we can't ask for perfection but we want women who are willing to try their very best in in everything that they do and and constantly have um a way to cultivate their leadership constantly serving others constantly um not only benefiting themselves but more so benefiting those that are around them and then there are things like empathy that goes along with being, you know, a part of a sisterhood. You can't, sometimes you can't teach, you know, some intrinsic values like empathy. Um, sometimes you can learn them some, but I mean, there's like internalized values and traits that we want um, our members to have, of course, because we want to be able to benefit the organization. We want people to bring assets of their own and then Delta can make you even better beyond that. I think what is probably like the most important terms when looking for like new people is the ability to buy in and invest to ideas because at the because if you cross like you cross if you want to be that guy you can cross get your letter get your Instagram pics and not do a single thing for your entire collegiate career and so the thing I think is most important is that one is to do after you cross what are you gonna do now that you've already gotten your benefits from joining the frat? You're already a bra. So how are you going to make us spending our time to mold you into the bra we wanted you to be? How are you gonna actually go through with being that person? And so when it comes to my new guy, Malik, just seeing him be like, all right, so like we we, we wanna do this, this, and this. He's like, all right, I'm down for that. But have you also thought about doing this? And so the fact that he's willing to invest into our ideas and also bring new ideas to the table, him being a sophomore, us, bring, us being seniors, just having that new perspective is probably like the most important piece. Because when you're willing to invest, that just reflects into everything, the empathy, the emotional intelligence, all the good things. Kai, you're, good. you're the youngest Greek, Emma. I think you're going to be, you're going to be here for a minute. You still got a little more time. Tell us a little bit about, I mean, and you come from a blue and white home. So you got like Zeta Sigma and in the house, even though Kelton, I'm going to tell you, I tried to make Kari an alpha. I wanted Kari to be an alpha so bad. So I know you Kari, did. I know you was plotting. I know I you were scheming, Sean. Like, hey, Kari, come back to my office. Let me speak to you real quick. I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I will share the wealth. Everybody knows that if, if, if you know where the light of where you're supposed to go, I want you to go in that direction because I don't want you to think that you need to be over here, but you really want to be over there. I don't want to be nobody's second. Um, Car, tell me a little bit about what you want out of prospective members in Greek life as well as prospective members in the great Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. When I think about who, who I want uh, to be brothers with and who to stand and share this, you know, with, I'm thinking more so in the, uh, like, vision of, like, building this landscape and, and building a future and building that legacy to continue. And so when I think about that, I'm thinking about people who are going to be, like Dwayne and, and everybody else said, you know, passionate and hungry. 
I'm thinking about hunger in the sense of like, you know, not to bring sports analogies into it, but when you're hungry, you, you want to do the work you are willing, you're going to take whatever you can get. And so I want somebody who's going to be hungry because we're going to give you the work. We are for sure. We're going to give you the work. We're going to give you the everything, the tools you need, all of that will be given to you. Um, but we need to make sure that you're going to use it. And so somebody who's going to use that with their passion and fuel themselves to, to make, make work and do work. Um, that's, that's what I want. And someone who's going to be uh, able to adapt too. So one question I think that's on everybody's heart and mind is why do Greeks go crazy over nuts if you bug? A non-Greek, I would like to know because y'all like when the song, when it plays, I've learned very quickly, find, get away from the center of the room because they are not going to stop. So like, it's like get, get out the way or get run over. So I would like to know. Well, have you heard Nucky Pee Bug? That's. If you've heard Nucky Pee Bug, you know why we go crazy. That's, That's a good about it. Just, it activates your spirit. I don't know. It's a Negro spiritual, honestly. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find oh. out. Let me find out that it's a Negro spiritual. <laughs> Your damn street, stopping, jumping, bumping, every car coffee this day up thing. Throwing the balls, I pack these souls, the screaming and bleeding from their nose. But when we start, this is where we make them hit the flow. Ain't no game off in this thing. We be deep off in your It's like the ultimate sign of like, this is my squad. Like, yeah. We're we not breaking the lines. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a chapter of 30, a three, or one person. There is that sense. If it's time for Nuck, if you book, you better I, don't care, that, I don't care. I don't care if you're 6'3", and I'm 5'3". You're going to step out the way, or we about to Nuck. That's all I'm going to say. Like, that song, that <laughs> song. D.I., are you in, D.I., do you Nuck it and Bucket? Do they Nuck it and Bucket mm -hmm. up uh, in Indiana? They Nuck if you Buck in Indiana, not me. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Not Dion don't knock it. You know, he don't knock his Dion, you knock got to knock his buckets. You, you know, you know what? I, you know what? It's I feel like I want to see him do it just one good time. Yeah, <laughs> practice. I feel like he, Dwayne said all right, yeah, so I have, this is Manny's non-Greek moment of the month. I have a couple of questions, rapid fire. I'm asked to, I'm gonna ask them to you all individually. Um, and if any of you other Greeks disagree, feel free to jump in and be like, what you talking about? Um, so Kari, what is paper? Doesn't exist in my org, nah. Uh, no, but um, paper. <laughs> Why do you say that? Why do you say that? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's a, it's a term uh, used to kind of describe somebody who, who didn't necessarily work for what they got. Um, but realistically, um, in the org that I, I'm thinking of, you know, and, and building and molding, uh, if you didn't get the work then, you're going to get the work soon. So 
Also, we don't like when Greeks, when non-Greeks use it. That's the other thing. You don't know it. You ain't been on none of our processes. You ain't paid no money. <laughs> uh, Ashley, what is made? So it's a, a way of saying that somebody went through a unregulated, illegal, prohibited process. Right. And all of our national organizations prohibit hazing of any kind. Hate, hate them. Although hazing in each organization is different. It's considered right. different. So. So what one organization might make you do is is not what another organization might make you do. Kelton, what is an LB? LB is a line brother. A line brother is a brother that you gain when you're going through the process and that you are after the process. So my line brother, Kari, that's me. He's in me. We are one. EJ is me. Donnie is me. Key is me. Clark is me. We all one. That's my line brother. Dion, what is a stroll? Stroll is something I do not do. Like that answer. I don't like it. I don't like right, the answer. Right, what, what's, what's, a, what's a stroll, Kelton? Then? Oh, this is not my question. This is Dion's question. I just said I didn't like the answer. Uh, a stroll is, uh, I mean, it's just a series of movements to music. Um, yeah, it could, it could be, yeah, I mean, that's essentially what it is. It's just a series of movements to music. To be honest, coordinated, and you should get out the way because it's a line. And don't, if you're not in our organizations, don't jump on. Thanks. Oh, please don't jump on, especially people at UNCW. Y'all don't know what we're doing over there trying to hippie hop with us. Don't do that. This ain't no electric slide. We'll let you know when that's ready. Yeah, we'll let you know when that play. John, what is a hop? So, a hop is not to be confused with a stroll. Strolls are for mo most people in NPAC stroll, but what most people don't realize is that most of the African-American men in the organizations prior to 1980 did what we would call, call hops. The only organization that continues to use their language around their particular uh, up in the air, jumping through the sky athletic ability is my grandfather's organization, Omega Sci-Fi. So Omega Sci-Fi organization members both hop in strolls and hop as steps. They call it hot practice. Kari, what is a neo? Neo. Uh, neo translates to new, so uh, a new member, so someone who is new into the fraternity. Dwayne Altman Leach, what is a pro? So a pro, otherwise known as a profile, is a person that was in the organization before you joined. So I am a spring 2019 initiate. So someone who came into the fraternity in spring 2018 will be my profile. Uh, Dion, what's the sand? So I've heard the term sand be used in a few different uh, contexts. Uh, from what I understand it to be are uh, other uh, folks that cross the same semester and year as you. Uh, so whether that be your same organization, and some people also uh, identify that term with uh, folks from other organizations and call them sands as well. What is a number, uh, Sean? So numbers are designated on when you jump, when you get on a line, it depends on what part of the country you're in. Um, you're usually uh, given a number by your height, based on your height, but every, or some organizations make their members earn their number. So their heights are mixed up. It doesn't always mean height. Or sometimes you can have a line that's backwards, which means that you go from tallest to shortest versus shortest to tallest. And, um, and you are called often by your number when you're online. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. 
um, should you drop? Sometimes they make you take assume a different number. Uh, or sometimes they make you keep your number and let the people drop maintain those numbers as eternal. So again, like your number is the is the line order from which you in which you cross. So like I'm a deuce, as you heard, uh, I, which means a two, the most important number of the day. Period. Yeah. All right, that's been Manny non-Greek moment of the month. Woo! Everybody make some noise for Manny non-Greek moment of the month. Woo! Okay, Manny, I Manny, do you have a concept of the month for us? I do have a concept of the month because I love concepts, and this concept of the month is called fictive kinship. So fictive kinship, I'll give you the official uh, term, term used by anthrop anthropologists and ethnographers to describe forms of kinship or social ties that are based on neither blood ties nor marriage ties. For a while, blood or marriage were considered true ties. They were real tribes, all tribes. Oh my God! Real ties. And so this fictive one were fictional types. So. Think about your play cousins. They're not related to you, but that's the home. They are like your family. So that, is, that would be fictive kinship. <clears throat> As we've moved on into the later 20th century, anthropology has realized that, well, sometimes your fictive kin or your not real kin, they're actually closer than your blood, your, your blood family, or perhaps your, the family you marry into. So while we still use fictive kinship to denote not blood or marriage kinships, uh, it is not fictive as official as in not real because many of these ties are actually incredibly real. Um, again, your play cousin, the uncle who wasn't really your uncle, uh, godparents, these are all examples of fictive kinship. Or again, your close family friends, the close family friends who are even closer than your blood family. This also could be known as chosen kin or voluntary kin. Um, we see this uh, in particular chosen kin or chosen family when it comes to LGBTQIA or queer folks who may have constructed their family and chose their family as opposed to the family that they were born into. Uh, the reason we bring it up with Greek life is because <clears throat> as you heard mentioned, there are aligned sisters and aligned brothers. To my knowledge, none of y'all are blood related to any of y'all line sisters or line brothers, correct? correct. <laughs> exactly. But they do get on <laughs> their nerves just as much. Yes, Maybe. sir. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again, please. So again, these are, when you develop these relationships with folks, that your line brothers, your line sisters, or even your sans, or folks in the Greek community, so Greekdom in general, that is an example of fictive kinship. And oftentimes, fictive kinship, again, can be even more powerful and more fulfilling than, again, blood or marriage. So your fictive kins may be the ones who help you out when you really need it. They may be the people who send you money. They be the ones who help you get into jobs. They'll be the ones who are there with you when you need to cry, when you're happy, when you need to vent. So particularly with Greek life, because of how NPHC is kind of established, um, you go through a lot of, uh, you know, trials and tribulations, successes together. And so that is, so that fictive kinship can, can really can grow uh, very strong. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious for any of the uh, Greeks here on the, on the podcast, um, 
what is a, an example of a fictive kinship? Do you have uh, examples or even just uh, times where your fictive kin, your, your line brother or your sorority or fraternity brothers have been, again, the, your support system, perhaps even more than your, than your blood family, but you know, just a time where, where they have really, they've been who you needed them to be in that moment. This is a great question for me because I've spent a lot of time with Keith to the point where I moved into his apartment while his knowledge because I liked him that much. So for me, just the like, it's, it's the amount of time we spent together. Like you do so much of things together. You do the events, you do the service, you do all the behind the scenes stuff. You just end up spending so much time together that you pretty much just have like no choice but to bond. And so like, we've spent like so much time together that he knows when things aren't going right for me when I'm like feeling down or he's just there to just like offer advice for whether it be about like school or relationships or just like what's going on in my life in general I think like brotherhood with Keith has definitely like extended beyond any sense of like formalities and has became like I want to like talk to this guy for like the rest of my life kind of thing Definitely, like, what he said, like, you know, once you cross, like, you spend so much time with them, it's almost like, you know, like, they're your actual brothers. Like, you know, they help you out. Like, if you need to you need to eat, they're going to feed you. Like, if you need somewhere to sleep, they're going to give you something. Like, it's almost like I can always depend on them. If I'm always in a sticky situation or something like that, I can always know I can call EJ up or Kia up or Donnie up or Kari or any of them, and they're going to help me out. No matter what, just because we've been in those situations before and we've been, you know, spending so much time with each other that it's like, you know, no matter if I'm 85 years old or tomorrow, if Kari ever needs something, I'm going to help him out because he's my brother. I've known him for so long. I've been in the same situations as him. And like, I'm always going to be there for him because he is literally my brother. He's not just my friend anymore. He's my brother. He's one of my family. If he ever needs something, I'm gonna be there for him. I love uh, that. <laughs> uh, me, me and my line, we were uh, super, super. I think like polar opposites as we uh, kind of came to get to know each other. Uh, we also went to different universities. Well, though the the three individuals I crossed with, um, they all went to one school, Butler, and I went to IPUI. So kind of coming in, I kind of felt like an outsider. Um, but they really, uh, uh, we really got to know each other a lot, kind of uh, spending time together, doing the events um, and everything. And uh, yeah, I mean, I talk to them on a regular basis. Uh, and yeah, we, we, we probably talk a little bit more than some of my family a little bit. So <laughs> um, I think that because something that is really important to Delta is sisterhood. I feel like it was told to me, you know, like before I actually crossed and stuff like that, they were like, yeah, like sisterhood is important to us. Like we value this, like this is something that you need to live every day. But I feel like I didn't understand the extent of it until maybe after I crossed where it was like, there were sorors that were like, they didn't even know me, but they were willing to help me and they were willing to give me whatever I needed because they were like, like, we got you, like we're here for you. And I think that um, sometimes I'm the type of person where I don't want to accept help. So I think that something that I had to learn was how to accept help from my line sisters. And they definitely see, like kind of like similar to Dwayne, they see whenever I'm going through something because sometimes 
um, you know, one of our five point programmatic thrusts is physical and mental health. And sometimes the, the mental health on my end can get a little shaky. Um, so I think that having my line sisters there to always support me and they see whenever I need help and to hold me accountable for my mental health is something that, that I really value in them. And now it's to the point where we talk, we talk all the time. We were always, we are always cutting up. <laughs> we always cutting up about something. And then now it's like, if I don't like, even though my um, tail, she's not like in Wilmington anymore, but it's like, if I go too long without talking to her, I'm like, I'm my spirit feels disturbed if I don't talk to my LS's enough. Um, so I think that that's a really good feeling to have because it's somebody, it's a group of people that I can depend on, not just them, but other sorors as well. So that's something that maybe um, I didn't always have before whenever I was like younger and stuff. So to have that now just adds to the, the value that I have in our sisterhood and how I want to uphold it at all costs. Cool, cool. I appreciate all the Example, the fictive kinship. Um, that is your article or your concept of the month, fictive kinship. Uh, I'm now going to switch things over to Dope Things with Dion. Dope, dope, hey, Dope Things with Dion. Dope, dope. It's Dope Things with Dion. Dope, dope. It's Dope Things with Dion. Dope, dope. Dope, dope Things with Dion. Dope, dope. It's Dope Things with Dion. Dope, dope. Dope Things with Dion. Dope, dope. It's Dope Things with I got y'all. Okay, so what we what we gonna do this week? Uh, well, tonight uh, is uh, reasons seven reasons why joining an MPHC organization matters. So number one, historical significance. All of these MPHC organizations have a super rich history. Uh, many being founded in a time where Black people were not allotted uh, very many opportunities. Uh, they're dedicated to serving the community uh, and continual education. These organizations uh, each have something that makes them special um, and it's up to you to find out which one fits you best. Number two, networking opportunities. Uh, thinking long term because after all this is a lifelong commitment. Once you graduate college, um, it can't be a challenge to make those significant connections. Uh, you need to get your foot in the door sometimes in some of these careers and professions. Um, it's MPHC, mem MPHC members in probably every field, including academia, health, science, and entertainment. Uh, you get a chance to make significant connections uh, in those fields before you even graduate, uh, providing you with mentorship and guidance to achieve what it is you're trying to achieve uh, with less obstacles to overcome. Number three, leadership development. Uh, joining the MPHC organization provides you with an opportunity to have leadership experiences, the kind of experiences that employers are looking for. Um, now, just because you join doesn't automatically make you a leader. Um, it's really up to your profites and your advisor to help you unlock your leadership potential and develop that accordingly. Social opportunities is number four. So college, like I said on the last podcast, is an experience. You should not just go to class and go home. Joining an MPHC organization uh, puts you in the know of events, parties, and opportunities. Uh, not only that, you get to also host these events, parties, um, and provide others with opportunities. Um, so the work that you do with these MPHC organizations help other students on campus come together, network, build community, and provide a sense of belonging. Number five, brotherhood, sisterhood and lifelong brands. So like I said earlier, this is a lifelong commitment. Uh, you put yourself in a position to meet people that you probably would have never 
meant a day in your life. Um, others that are like-minded, uh, but also challenge you and push you to be better um, and will always support you and have your back. Those are the type of people you want around you and that's what you'll get with joining an MPHC organization. Number six, academic achievement. You know, we party hard, we stay up late, but most of all, we graduate. MPHC organization hey! help you graduate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, first things first, you need a certain GPA to even join one of these organizations and you have to maintain that to be an active member. Um, the chapter and an advisor are going to hold you accountable for your grades. Uh, this will push you to go above and beyond with your academics. Uh, this is a community of academic achievement you're joining uh, to help make sure you succeed. And last but not least, number seven, uh, character development. Um, I think this is something a lot of people overlook when thinking about the outcomes of joining an MPHC organization, uh, but one of the most important to me. Uh, MPHC organizations provide a, a sense of hope, accomplishment, and responsibility, whether you're joining for the right reasons or the wrong reasons, because let's be honest, some people do. However, <laughs> provided the circumstances of the leadership you're under, you will come out a better, more, more refined version of yourself, uh, one that truly cares about scholarship, culture, history, and community, just to name a few. And those are seven reasons why joining an MPH or, MPHC organization matters. Yes, Dion, you better say it. That was amazing, Dion. We yeah, yeah. yeah, like <laughs> gave it to him. Um, I'm gonna need you to do that every every time we do Black Greek One on One to get up and be like, here are the seven reasons why you need to join. I appreciate you. So now my favorite part of the show is here. It is called the Ultimate MPHC Playlist, and everybody has to have two songs. As we do every month, we create a Spotify playlist based on the music given. And today we're talking the MPHC playlist. So we're gonna start out with our MPHC president, King Dwayne. Um, what's <laughs> on your ultimate uh, MPHC playlist? For me, um, this is on a to-do list to make a stroll to the song. Definitely, definitely Ricky by Denzel Curry. Big, big, large pockets, they start flocking. Here's what I say when they keep knocking. My daddy said trust no man but your brothers and never leave your day ones in the gutter. My daddy said treat young girls like your mother. My mama said trust Other than that, just like another personal favorite of mine, I have to go with Tense by Kendrick Lamar. I'm on, I've been in my bag and wait. Alright, so the first one is Dreams and Nightmares for sure. Dreams and Nightmares, all you Philadelphia Eagle fans. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. When I bought the ass tomorrow, y'all thought it was winning. Flexing on these, I'm like Papa on his finish. Double M, yeah, that's my T Rose, the captain, I'm lieutenant. I'm the tight can of men casting, grind like I'm broke. And the next one is Air Force Ones. Some of you new people might not know this song, but go ahead and check out Air Force Ones. Lord, if they don't know Air Force Ones, I really feel old. Me so. too. I like the old way, high top strap with the bum bum. Two songs for the playlist. I'm going to have to go with a personal favorite, uh, Do It, um, just for the sigmas. And then 
Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Wipe Me Down. Oh, for the alphas. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 I appreciate Kari. Don't be like that. <laughs> we okay, so I got a couple throwbacks. One is the message. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going. And then another one is poison. Um, they're throwbacks, and the tempo is interesting. So I think that if it could, I feel like it could be lit. I got a soft spot for SG Rose, so Shake That by Too Short is definitely, I look forward to that song when I'm at a party. I, do, <laughs> I love SG Rose. SG Rose is something serious. I'm going to go into that, though. Second song is uh, Get Crunk, Lil John and Eastside Boy. I, I love that you back in the day. I appreciate that you that you have a little back in the day uh, spirit about you. Uh, Manny, tell us, now you see us from afar, so you get to weigh in on the night. Like, what's on your... MPHC playlist that we we haven't gotten to yet. Oof, the one again from afar. Uh, Nuck if you I, Nuck if you buck. <laughs> I just I you know that's that's just it. And then that's just after, right. yeah. There's one um my one of my good friends Marquise Duncan uh had a particular stroll to the song called Classic Man. Even if she go away, even if she go. I love it. I love it. Uh, and so I, I'm, I'm going, I'm going, my two songs to add to this list. Um, one is Pistol Grip Pump uh, by Volume 10, which is uh, still played down in Texas to this day, to this day. Um, but it is, it, it was, so, yeah, it was one of those songs that we, we played when I first crossed in Alpha in 99. Uh, and I can remember Clark, Atlanta Bros, Morehouse Bros, Atlanta Bros in general. Um, whether they were grad or undergrad, uh, just uh, just doing pistol grip pump, we had a stroll to it, and it was—I mean, it was just chaotic, right? 
I was raised in the hood, called what the death, where the brothers in the hood be chivalrous. So I rest defense on my ligaments, twist the grip, pump on my lip, risking it, oh, like giving it, never giving it back, too late for slipping, so slack, oh, and so my life is on your lips. Love that stroll. Um, and then my, uh, I'm also going to put on this list, Lights, Camera, Action by Mr. Cheeks, the remix. Uh, uh, because it was one of the first songs that I uh, strolled to. Time for some action. Cameras flashing everywhere. Main attraction. They react like I'm one of the Jacksons. I guess it's just my name that attracts them. Remix. World famous PD. I moved in. I live on TV. Remix. And I stay on your radio station because I'm placed in heavy rotation. And now we're going to have some updates. Uh, pub your organizations and tell us what you got coming up. We're going to start with the Greeks. So on September 30th, we're going to be teaming up with Crossroads to do an alcohol awareness event. That way you can know like things such as like what's your personal limit, how you can go about this safely, because in a college environment, these are things that you need to know because abstinence is not going to be applicable for all students. So that's going to be September 30th. 3 to 4 p.m. It's going to be via Zoom. Go check our Instagram for the flyer and get the flyer to 1906 likes. Thank you. For the Deltas, we just recently did a yoga and meditation program, and we're thinking of um, getting that as like a recurring thing for Black students so you can get your mind right. And I think it pairs nicely um, with the different mental health resources that we have going on campus. So that's for us, but also you can just stay updated on our Instagram if you don't follow it already, which everybody should be up there, um, at Fade Deltas. So coming up next week, we have Black Table Talk. Uh, we are going to be, uh, the topic is going to be racial battle fatigue, 12 p.m. If you need the link, it'll be shared on the Instagram. Um, and then also sign up for our Remind so you can always get those text messages uh, to, to come into the events. We have Raise Up, a North Carolina Black Hip Hop celebration, where we're going to do all things North Carolina Black Hip Hop, Rhapsody, The Baby, J. Cole, uh, all on Instagram, uh, Zoom, virtual, so stay tuned. Get, again, like Dion said, our Remind apps, and yeah, so what we got going on? Well, everybody, we want to thank you for listening in to us. Um, and we hope you had an enjoyable time. I want to appreciate and thank all of my guests, my co-hosts for giving us their time. Next time in October, when we come back, you'll hear us talking about what it takes to create a Black cultural center and a Black cultural costume without blackface. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Everybody say bye. Uh, uh, See you soon. Peace. Peace Chop It Up is a podcast brought to you by the Upperman African American Cultural Center. To stay up to date on all Upperman programs and events, visit www.uncw.edu slash Upperman.